Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. It's me, Elizabeth. I hope you weren't expecting somebody else. Thanks for tuning in and spending time with me today. I hope that today's topic will challenge the way you think and encourage you to find a better way to go about fat loss without dieting, without obsessing, without feeling restricted or like you're missing out on so much because that is the opposite of what we want. And I'm telling you, you can achieve massive fat loss without dieting without being miserable, without being hungry. Truly, you can achieve massive fat loss without being hungry. I am not making that up. And you can achieve fat loss without white knuckling it through cravings and feeling like you're always missing out on your favorite things. That is what we are about here. That is what I am about. That is what Primal Potential is about, helping you to find that way to fat loss. I found that way to fat loss. I lost 140 pounds that way. This is the sustainable anti-diet fat loss lifestyle that makes you happy because, and I should make a (laughs) t-shirt. I might make a t-shirt. Life is short, food is good, and fitness feels incredible, and you can have all of it. I really think that should be a t-shirt. I'm gonna make a t-shirt. If you see me sporting my new t-shirt, I'll sell you one. Anyway, today is a topic of my choice because I am seeing something all of the time, something that used to happen to me too, and it's making me a little crazy. I've got to address it. It is making me bananas, like totally bonkers. One thing that I have, I talk about this a lot, but one thing I have all of my clients do is keep a food and activity journal. I have tons of friends uh, and even some of you listeners that email me asking for help uh, with accelerating their fat loss, and I insist that they do it too. In fact, I get so many emails from listeners asking for specific dietary advice, and I don't have any context of how they normally eat, and I'm now doing fat loss consultations based off of this 10-day food journal. And almost without fail, Almost without fail, I am seeing the same thing in these food journals, and it horrifies me. It breaks my heart, and it cuts like a knife every time I see it, every single day. It breaks my heart, and it brings me to tears, literally. I mean, I'm not like... 
this woo-woo over-emotional girl, although I guess we all can be that way, but it breaks my heart. So what is it that I'm seeing? It's not Oreos or Frankenfoods, although I definitely see that as well. It is the intensely negative emotion, guilt, regret, and shame associated with food. I sat down with a friend a few weeks ago after reviewing her 10-day food journal, and I said, <laughs> I, on, I swear I said this, I said, this amount of beating yourself up, of feeling guilty, of shame, the intensity of negative emotions I'm reading in your food journal, that should be reserved for like killing kittens or hitting an old person with your car and driving off, not food. Good grief. I mean, I don't care if you ate seven pizzas and 14 pints of ice cream and a small child. Like, that amount of negative emotion should never be associated with food of all things. It's just food. Hear me. It is just food. It doesn't deserve guilt, shame, regret, remorse, disgust, whatever. It's food. I get it. You had a bad day. You made a bad decision or two or three or 57. I've been there and I've beat myself up for it too. So this is something that I've struggled with as well. But what purpose does it serve to beat yourself up? Does the guilt make it better? No. Does the shame make it go away? No. In fact, it makes it worse. Seriously, hear me. You are making it worse. The guilt, shame, remorse, regret, disgust, not only is it totally not warranted because it's just food, it's not murder. It's not serving you. It is a vicious cycle that actually makes that behavior more likely to happen again, not less likely. And I'm not kidding. The guilt, the shame, the negativity, it is making that behavior more likely to repeat itself. And let me explain why. Before I do, I want to give a disclaimer. Because before I talk about this stuff, I always say, I am not a woo-woo, kumbaya, let's hold hands and tell each other wonderful things about each other kind of girl. I am not. I am uber practical. I am type A. I am a planner. I am a science girl. I am a get to the point and make it happen kind of lady. I don't have time for rhetoric or theory or anything like that. But sometimes you don't believe me. And I actually said on an interview I did on a different show called Tips of the Scale, um, I said, you know, I'm not woo-woo, I'm not kumbaya. And when it aired, when the interview aired, my mom called me and she said that she wished she could have called into the show and been like, it's true, she's so not woo-woo. Like, my daughter is as practical, linear, and analytical as they come because she kind of chuckles whenever I talk about this stuff because she's like, man, you are just so type A, logical, like science brain. So I like to give that disclaimer and my mom is reinforcing for me that uh, I am not woo-woo, kumbaya, hold hands, blow kisses kind of girl. That's, that's not me at all. But with that in mind, understand that I am coming from a place of logic and a place of having studied how the brain works having studied what worked for me, what failed me, and what works for my clients. Not a place of woo-woo, wishful thinkings, unicorns, rainbows, puffy clouds, and marshmallows, blah, blah, blah. I ain't got time for that, neither do you. But here's the scenario. You want to lose weight. You want to burn fat. You're motivated, you're determined, and then you have four slices of pizza, a bowl of ice cream, and later on you go scouring for cookies, which you find and devour even though you aren't hungry. 
The second the last bite is swallowed, heck, even before you've swallowed that last bite, sometimes you are beating yourself up. You get into this place of, I suck. Why did I do that? This is why I'm fat. I'm so gross. I feel so gross. Oh, I feel so heavy. Why did I do that? I feel awful. I have no self-control. Why did I do that? I wasted all my progress. Now I have to be even more strict. I've got to start over. Why do I always do this to myself? That wasn't even worth it. Why did it happen? I suck. I always do this and I did it again. First of all, just to reiterate, you did not kill a kitten. So freaking relax, will you? It's food. But second of all, by the way, I just said freaking and somebody emailed me about my soft swearing and I had never heard the term soft swearing. But if that's soft swearing, I'm totally okay with it. And I hope you are too. Anyway, first of all, no kittens are dead because you ate the pizza. All right. So the guilt is not warranted. Second of all, do you understand the message you are sending to yourself when you do it? Think about it. The entire time you are feeling guilt, shame, remorse, regret, frustration, you are sending yourself incredibly dangerous and specific messages to your brain. Your brain is getting the message that you are creating with those thoughts. You failed. You're a failure. You always mess up. You always overeat. You have no self-control. You fall into the same trap over and over again. You suck. You always binge when you're stressed. You have no self-control once you get started. You can never have pizza without losing your mind. Guys, you are actively creating that reality because of the way you're talking to yourself. You're making your brain believe that's how you operate. So the next time you have pizza, your brain remembers, hey, Elizabeth, you have no self-control. Once you start, you can't stop. You live on this slippery slope and hang on tight because you're on it now. You always overeat. You always lose control. You can't stop. Where are the cookies? So you do it again. And then the guilt starts. And then you reinforce those messages all over again. Like you have created a monster. You are a monster and you created it. And I'm going to get to how you can change this pattern. But first, I want to make a point. And this is a point that is deeply emotional for me and very, very powerful, I think, for all of this. And I do not have children yet, but I hope to one day. And I know this. I was not born with negative associations towards food. I was not born associating guilt and shame to food. That is a learned behavior. You do not develop it on your own. You are not born with it. You learn it from someone. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your TV. Maybe it's your parents. And I know that when, God willing, I have children of my own, I can't control everything in their life. But I do know this. I will not. I will not contribute to them associating unhealthy emotions, positive or negative, to food. And if you are acting like you have to earn a cookie or you have to make up for pizza or you should feel guilty about ice cream, your children see that. They feel that, they learn that, and they will very likely model that. And I'm not condemning parents out there. I can't even imagine how hard a job that is. But I know that for myself, much of my struggle, much of my burden, much of my food obsession, much of my very destructive dieting practices and poor self-image came from inappropriate emotional associations with food. And that is a learned 
behavior. Nothing would make me happier than if we could reverse or avoid that trend so that moving forward, we aren't teaching that behavior to anyone ever, ever. You are not born with those emotional associations to food. They are learned, positive or negative, they are learned. So be very careful with the way that you think and what you display. Who are you teaching? Who are you teaching and what are you teaching them? So what do you do? How do you overcome this? I get it. It's a natural reaction for many of us because we have years and years and years of creating these positive and negative associations with food. I'm good if I eat a salad and a piece of fish. I'm bad if I have pasta and breadsticks. How about I'm human either way? I'm human either way and my motivation, my potential, my self-worth, they are not in any way influenced by what I eat or what I don't eat. How about I make good choices and I make not so stellar choices, but I'm learning from every choice, good or bad, and I'm working on consciously owning every decision I make. So I'm not good if I have the salad and the fish and I'm not bad if I have the pasta and breadsticks. I'm human either way and my motivation, my potential, my self-worth are not in any way influenced by what I eat or what I don't eat. First of all, Let's stop making excuses or trying to justify a decision that we wish we hadn't made. We are like, and, I, and I'm and i right in here with you. I lived this way and I still have the tendency to do this if I make a mistake or I go down a path I didn't want to go down. We make, we, we justify it. We make excuses. If you didn't plan dinner or your plans fell through and you, defi- you defaulted to Taco Bell, okay, fine. So you ate Taco Bell. That's neither good nor bad. It's Taco Bell. Please. Stop with the justification and the excuses because it's unhealthy. The, the, the thought process of, well, I just didn't make it to the grocery store. I didn't have time. The weather was bad. It was a crazy day. And in the moment, I couldn't stop myself. The kids were being crazy and I just broke down. Listen, it is what it is. And it is Taco Bell. It is a meal. Enjoy the meal. And if you want to choose a different response next time, then look at all the factors that contributed to that choice and make a plan to respond differently the next time the situation arises and then execute the plan. Then looking back isn't a way of making excuses or justifying your behavior or like giving yourself permission. It's just a way to learn to respond better next time. So you look at the Taco Bell situation as, yep, I didn't make a great plan and I had Taco Bell. It isn't good. It isn't bad. It's Taco Bell. Next time, I'm going to remember that Thursdays are crazy with my schedule and I'm not as motivated at the end of the week. I'm not as organized. So I'm going to start doing Chipotle takeout on Thursday nights or having a rotisserie chicken in the fridge to make with some sweet potatoes or putting a meal in the crock pot every Thursday morning. Don't justify. Don't make excuses. Don't beat yourself up. And if you want to change the behavior, look at the circumstances and create a different plan for next time and execute it. Another thing I want you to really work hard at doing, and this is a constant, ongoing practice, is to be aware of those positive and negative associations you've created with food. Just be aware. I know they are deeply rooted and they will not change overnight. No matter how motivated or inspired you are, they will not change overnight. They are very deeply rooted. And I know sometimes they start going through your mind automatically and you hardly even notice that it's happening. But sometimes you do notice. And when you do notice, I want you to replace them. Replace those negative thoughts. And the more you do that, 
the more often you'll notice the unproductive, ineffective thoughts and the more chances you'll have to practice replacing them. So what do you replace the unhealthy, unproductive associations with? Well, if you're thinking, I'm so fat, I'm an emotional eater, such and such is a slippery slope. Once I start this, I can't stop. I lose control around X, Y, and Z. I'm always sabotaging myself. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. What do you want your brain to know about you? What do you want your brain to know about your choices? What reality do you want to create? How do you want your relationship with food to look? Write those things down and recite them. Commit them to memory. Flood your mind with those thoughts and affirmations and don't you dare stop. Keep going. And guys, this is as important, if not more, and there's that word again. That guy told me I can't pronounce the word important and he turns off my podcast every time he hears it. Now I've just messed with the flow, but important. This is more important than just about anything else you can do for weight loss because you don't sabotage yourself because you're eating too much salad or you're, you know, eating too much lean protein or whatever. You sabotage yourself because you fall victim to the mental patterns you've created in your head. So stop the tape when it starts to play and ask yourself, what do you want your brain to know about you? What do you want your choices to look like? What do you want your relationship with food to look like? Write that down, commit it to memory and keep telling yourself, that over and over. I'm talking about things like I'm healthy and strong. I'm in control of my choices. I take responsibility for every choice I make. I'm motivated and I'm improving every day. I'm so excited to create my healthier self. And I've said this on a number of episodes, but I have my affirmations on a note card. I have it right here. Heart. I am focused and determined. I live in financial abundance. So whatever it is that you want your life to be, whatever it is that you want your brain to know, that you want your brain to default to when you are making choices, what you want for your relationship with food, write those things down, recite them, commit them to memory and flood your mind with those thoughts and affirmations and don't stop. Don't stop. It's going to take some time and some effort and some energy to overwrite those long-standing patterns and habits and thoughts. And then the other thing that I want you to do in addition to these affirmations and reprogramming your mind is when you indulge, have it be a conscious decision. Don't just let it happen and then respond later. Sometimes we act on instinct and then respond afterwards. Learn to take a second to pause between your impulse to eat and the act of eating itself. Sometimes we let our animal brain take over. See M&Ms, want M&Ms, grab M&Ms, shovel M&Ms down throat, feel guilty. And it happens in seconds. It happens without thought. So choose to create the space for thought. And the thought isn't so that you'll talk yourself out of it. That's not the goal. It's so that you can choose them instead of just responding on instinct. There's nothing wrong with a choice, right? There's no positive or negative with a choice. It's just a choice. And you are a rational, evolved human. So act accordingly. Build in that pause. When you notice an urge or a craving, take just a second to pause and reflect. What do I want? Do I really want it? Is it worth it? Is there something I want more? And if you want it, choose it and own the choice without guilt, regret, justification, or excuses. It's a choice. It's just food. 
But do you really want it or are you just lusting on it based on instinct or proximity? When you build in that pause, just that act alone, I guarantee you'll choose no thank you more than you currently are because you're just allowing yourself the opportunity to choose, to pause and to think about it. That's a good thing. And for me, there's a few different strategies that I've used to learn to pause and think. And these are strategies I work with with a lot of my clients too. Sometimes I'll just make myself wait it out for five minutes and see if I still want it. Other times I'll make myself write uh, in my journal for 30 seconds to a minute beforehand. Other times I'll make myself stop and read my goals. And if I still want it after five minutes or 10 minutes or after journaling or after reading my goals, great. I'll enjoy every single bite and I won't have guilt and I won't have remorse and I won't attach emotion to it. Other times, just that pause and reflection time is enough to make me go, yeah, no thanks, it's not really worth it. But the real takeaway here is that we have to be mindful of the unhealthy, unproductive, negative associations we have towards food, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the remorse. It is not serving us. It is bad for us. It is not helping us. In fact, it's reinforcing the behavior that we don't want. So replace that. Become mindful of your negative associations and actively work to replace them. Stop justifying and making excuses. Your choice is just that. It's a choice. The Taco Bell, the M&Ms, the pizza, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. And if you want to do it differently next time, then study the circumstances and make a different plan. But stop wasting your energy with excuses and justification. It's not warranted and it doesn't help. And lastly, build in that pause. Take a second and stop operating like an animal and on autopilot and build in that pause to think about whether or not you really want what you're about to indulge in. Build in a pause, a gap, a stop, a moment between urge and action, between instinct and action, right? Between desire and and indulging. I really hope this was helpful. Like I said at the start, the guilt, the shame, the negative emotion, it's not warranted. It's not warranted and it's not helping. It's actually holding you back. And we teach these associations to the people around us, to our kids, to our friends, to our family. And that is dangerous. It's hurting you, but it can also be hurting people around you. So work on it. Take the time. It's not going to happen overnight, but identify your negative associations. Replace them. Eventually eliminate them. What you eat or don't eat does not make you disciplined, motivated, successful, or productive, or not. It's just food. And like I said at the start, you didn't kill a kitten, after all. It is just food. And the intensity of the negative emotion is dangerous and unproductive. So I hope this was helpful as a starting point for helping you to break those negative associations and create new positive affirmations that can help propel you towards your goals. As always, I'm here to help you. Every single one of you listening, I have a desire in my heart, a genuine, genuine desire in my heart to help you. So I hope that you will reach out to me You can look at a summary of this episode over on the show notes page on primalpotential.com under the podcast tab, and you can check that out there. You can connect with me through the contact form on primalpotential.com or on the Primal Potential Fat Loss Facebook page, and I hope you will. I hope you'll take advantage of that because I truly, truly want to help you reach your goals. So thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, stay healthy.
Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.